we we actually have a little COVID section. A big COVID section, yeah. If you we are... Do, yeah, I didn't mean a little. <laughs> I'm in a big, massive... We, if you can't already tell from this podcast, we have been covering the coronavirus pandemic from all angles, from how it's affecting housing markets and real estate and buying and selling to how to cope with it at home, um, how to just basically get through this horrible time. Uh, And so we wanted to put together a resource center for everybody to uh, get the information that they need. If you're interested in seeing all of our coverage, it's at realtor.com slash COVID-19. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of House Party. Yeah, like a literal house party. I know, because we're all in our houses. (laughs) As opposed to in the stew at the office. (laughs) Yeah, it's day, I don't even know, of quarantine. Um, It's been a few weeks now. So, you know, we've all been living our lives at home um, while we're sheltering in place. And that means that we're using a lot of appliances that we might normally not use. Or we've been using certain appliances a lot more. I feel like I've been cooking a lot more. Yeah, um, for sure. And so that just, you know, in turn leads to more dishes um so then using well i don't have a dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) god all right i need to stop complaining about that um yeah but i mean i've been cooking more what have you guys been been just using nonstop? or are there any appliances that you've like pulled out from the back of your cupboard yes I also, like you, have been cooking more. We talked about this yesterday. I keep making messes that I have to clean up. Um, So my dishwasher is getting, sorry to rub salt in that wound, but my dishwasher is getting (laughs) used at this point multiple times per week. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I was telling uh, you guys about is that I had bought, before quarantine, I had bought a toaster oven slash air fryer, uh, and I busted that bad boy out yesterday. It is a game changer. Let me just tell you, I really air fryer all the way. Yeah. In, in what way? I mean, what did you make in your air fryer? I just reheated some fries from the other night because you know how like you can never eat leftover fries because they taste all starchy and soggy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, it crisped them right up. It didn't taste like they were leftover at all. What about you guys? Mm. Or what about you, Eric? Uh, the dishwasher, yeah. I mean, as Rachel, as Rachel said, I mean, before I think it would run maybe once every three days, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now it's pretty much almost a daily thing, uh, given mm-hmm. that my wife is cooking more and she's baking, and there's just it's, it seems the dishes are always piling up, and we're just running that thing constantly. And mm-hmm. I think the washer and dryer, the use has maybe gone down because, I mean we're not we're not wearing Are you wearing like, the same clothes every day <laughs> no i mean i'm not but i'm not wearing clothes clothes i mean i'm wearing like shorts or sweatpants 
that I can, you know, rewear some some days. Right. It's not that I'm, you know, I don't know. Yeah, being in the office and like commuting and yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people say they miss the idea of like putting on clothes and turning up a look and <laughs> you know that that kind of thing. I I do that. I don't miss that. I don't miss that. Turning up a look. Turning up. I've I've turned up. No, I'm kidding. I haven't turned up any looks. When I went to the grocery store that we typically go to, um, the Clorox area and the Purell and everything, gone. Yeah. Gutted. Completely gutted. It was all, they had Windex left. They had, and you know what they did have left were like, which, uh, I mean, they had like all the organic cleaning products. Like people wanted like the the heavy duty, like bleach and stuff. <laughs> That was like the Clorox was gone, but the Mrs. Myers was still there. <laughs> okay, so to hell with uh, saving the environment right now. We've got to save ourselves. Right, exactly. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I've encountered that too. There have been some aisles that have been completely empty of the cleaning supplies that we would normally need for you know several weeks or possibly months at home. So a lot of stores are out, or you know maybe if like if you're like me, where you get kind of in a hurry to get in and get out you get home and you realize crap I forgot something at the store and you don't want to really make two trips out so we decided to do a piece on household substitutes things that you may already have at home that can uh, take the place of cleaning supplies and other things that you'll need during this quarantine time yep well let's let's get into some of the things that are on this list right um, Rachel, what's what's something that most of us have in our pantry that can be used as a cleaning substitute? Uh, baking soda. Nice. Do you guys have baking soda in your pantries? I have it in my fridge currently. Yeah, it, it, that's like the Arm and Hammer stuff. Yeah, yep. the stuff that you might you might use for uh, baking cookies or muffins. Eric, do you not know what baking soda looks well, like? I, I, I think I do. I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, there's baking, there's so many baking stuff. I can't, I, I don't know. There's baking powder and baking soda. Exactly. Yeah, that, I, I guess that's what I, but that's where my confusion lies is baking right. powder and baking, baking soda. Baking soda but, is the stuff that comes in the, I mean, we're not plugging Arm and Hammer, but yes, the, uh, the little orange box. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I am aware of baking soda, and I, I'm pretty sure we have some. If you're worried about all that stuff you touched at the store that you brought back, mm. you can soak your fruits and veggies in a baking soda wash and remove mm. pesticides and ideally all those germs you're worried about. And what you'll want to huh. do is make a bath of about a teaspoon of baking soda per two cups of water and then just let your produce soak for up to 15 minutes. Really? Nice. Yeah. So then... You see, so you bring home your carrots and you you drop them in this baking soda bath. Yeah. Okay. And then you rinse them off, and that's, right. And if you're yeah, running low awesome. on dish soap, it can also cut grease. If you if you made a big lasagna. <laughs> if you made a big lasagna, you know what I made last night? I made beef stroganoff last night. Oh, oh man! Oh, Natalie God. and that's Eric all... are disgusted by the, the egg idea of beef stroganoff, but that's oh. what I made. And I do Ugh. need to clean the pan that I made it in. So I do have dish soap, but if I didn't want to use my dish soap, I can just dissolve two to three tablespoons of baking soda in about two cups of warm water and just use that solution to scrub that beef stroganoff right off of my skillet. I nice. would rather I'd rather have the baking soda and water as opposed to beef stroganoff. <laughs> yeah, shut up. 
Wow. <laughs> Eric is anti beef stroganoff. It was delicious. Ugh, um, <laughs> Natalie, which one you said you really liked this story? Was there one that appealed to you as a, a brilliant hack of something? I love, okay, so I, I love buying limes in bulk. So limes and lemons are two citrus fruits that can polish things. Yes. If you put limes, uh, we're back to dishwashing again, but you can pour some lime juice in a dishwashing mix and it helps to degrease and gives your dishes a fresh smell. It's a great hack. Um, and I like, I mean, one of the other things on this list is vinegar. If you forgot the Lysol or the Clorox or they were out or maybe you don't like the smell of those products, then vinegar mm -hmm. is a great solution. Um, it's a natural cleaning solution for bacteria rich surfaces like these things that we're touching every day that give me the ick factor, like the computer keyboard or the cutting board in your kitchen, um, the faucets that we're touching because we're washing our hands all the time for 20 seconds. So yeah, if you've got like a big jug of vinegar, use that. Put that baby to use. And when you're talking vinegar, though, I just want to clarify for people like me that are, you know, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not so happy on vinegar. I know there are many varieties mm -hmm. of vinegar. Should you buy the, what you use for a cleaning solution? Is it white vinegar? It's white or... vinegar. Okay. No, we're talking balsamic vinegar. Oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'll give you a break. Yeah, to it's be white, fair to Eric, uh, apple cider vinegar also has some um, cleaning and health okay. uh, benefits. So if you have right. that mm -hmm. around, but mostly we're talking about white vinegar, undiluted white okay. vinegar. Okay. Right. You guys, I don't know if you've seen kind of these instagram live dj parties have you seen these at all there's the dj d nice michelle obama's in here michelle obama's in here diddy's in here but michelle obama's in here we got this crazy party going on with fifty-six thousand people and we're just feeling good right now yo i'm like what am what where am i going you know what i know what she loves <laughs> And then there's there's a DJ that actually works with Peloton, and uh, he has, he's been putting on these DJ parties. He's, he's called it COVID Disco, and it's we've been putting them on, and it's actually quite good. And there's a, a friend from high school that's doing the same thing, who's also a DJ. And I have to tell you that I've seen these things on your wife's instagram stories when she posts about them yeah that's my only exposure to it yeah <laughs> she she's a big fan of this and so you know we've been kind of just putting it on the bluetooth speaker and just letting it roll for an hour or so and um they've been they've become quite popular especially that guy d nice has had hundreds of thousands of followers you know and he's mm -hmm. just spinning tunes from his los angeles home what we found in miami is a home that was perfectly suited to this kind of activity this home in miami it's a penthouse in this you know 48 i think 50 storied building and it's one of those glassy miami apartment buildings that you know looks really sleek and this yeah, this one on the crazy building yeah this one on the 48th floor comes perfectly equipped with a dj booth <laughs> and a lighting system already like pre-installed it's ready to roll so it's a turnkey residence for a dj this place is bonkers it's a turnkey instagram live setup yeah 
it, it is have it, one of these raves if you want to have if you want to like get your followers hyped up and you know spin some tunes for people that are cooped up at home i, I mean i know again this is an expensive proposition it's on the market for 10.9 million so it's not just like any old dj could walk in there and buy it but i i think for a notable name this would be a cool purchase you should also note that once we're through this whole covid thing there's a dance floor too so yes i mean you're not it's not just for doing instagram no live concerts you can actually have real people over to your badass penthouse to uh right. yeah this is a up. party penthouse because it's 8300 square feet like it's yeah. a yeah. huge piece of property so it's basically the size of a club yeah it's huge and the other thing we talked to the agent down there in miami beach and you know first thing i don't know what you guys would think of with a dj set up in an, in an apartment building would be wouldn't it be noise uh, right? yeah you mm-hmm. think disturbing yeah, exactly. the neighbors exactly but the agent told us that the sound there's soundproofing between the floors and in the media room next to the dj booth so uh, you will not bother your neighbors i, mean, I would want to ask a neighbor personally (laughs) go over and double check (laughs) excuse me i'm looking through these listing photos um you can find them on realtor.com eric you said that there was a light um light show installed inside of this apartment yeah um and so some of these photos actually show the lights there's like uh blue lights in like a little hallway by the kitchen like bar area there's yeah like reddish pink lights that seem to be on some sort of dance floor I think it's one um, of those LED type setups where you can then yeah, yeah. Ch- change the change the uh, the color as you as right. you wish. And do we know if a DJ owned this place before? I don't know who owns it. Uh, the agent didn't tell us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know the specifics on that. But it just says that the been... owner loves to entertain and wanted to add yeah. something fun to the space. So yeah, okay. yeah. I mean this this place. Uh, if you want to look it up on Realtor.com, it's one seven one two one Collins Avenue. It's the forty eighth floor apartment in Miami Beach. Yeah, selling for ten point nine million. So yeah. um, tell all your DJ friends. Tell them immediately. Tell them. Hey DJ, tell them to buy it and then throw the biggest post COVID party. <laughs> you know, once this is all said and done so yeah once once we can all go back to being next to each other we have been doing a ton of covid coronavirus related coverage and you know one area that we looked at uh this week was decor earlier this year prior to the pandemic we looked at design trends that would be out in 2020 things that we needed to kind of banish from our lifestyle or our aesthetic and one of the ones that we had marked as over was minimalism. Yeah, I mean, and we I think we talked about it on the pod, too, at the end of last year, that all the designers and forecasts for 2020 were saying uh, minimalism, that Scandinavian kind of sterile feel, was on its way out, uh, kind of a dying mm-hmm. trend, and that people were... A little tired of feeling of living like that. They wanted to embrace uh, more bold patterns or more personality in their homes. And if that meant putting plaid on top of florals, then you know, bless. But it it was about kind of 
not being afraid to go bold in your space and to make your personality a, uh, a focal point of your of your home. And uh, right now, I think people are looking to say, why do I live in such an austere way? I need a cozy place to settle down if I'm going to be hunkered down for weeks or months on end. We want it to not only be comfortable with pillows and, you know, candles and everything but also things on the walls that remind us of you know happy scenes or the people that we love right we want you know color that actually makes us feel happy we want like a bunch of flowers everywhere and and we want it to feel lived in as opposed to like a gallery or something yeah this is um no pun intended kind of the nail in the coffin for minimalist design yeah, and you're so correct. And I think one of the designers that we spoke to with said that the quarantine is likely to accelerate a trend towards a more is more design sensibility. Mm. But hopefully, she said we would land somewhere kind of in between, find some sort of a happy medium between the stark minimalism and then the really bold, you know, off the wall maximalism. One of the designers you quoted, Eric, I thought said something really great. She said, nobody wants to live in a space that is so minimalist that it reminds them of a hospital or have so much stuff that they can't see the floor or find their way out the door. And I totally agree with that. And the hospital uh, metaphor, especially right now, is very apt. I mean, yeah. 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 And I think that that's the vibe, at least, you know, from what I remember about the Kim and Kanye spread in Architectural Digest, it's it, the the rooms in this house look like a hospital waiting room in, in a sense and we kind of also touched on this a couple of pods ago or it may have been last pod about Pharrell's home and how it looked like an office complex mm-hmm. and the the other pendulum swing that we've seen too is that if you got you guys well remember we talked about it at the time was 2019 was the debut of the Marie Kondo show on Netflix. And a lot of people pared down their decor within their house and said, Oh, do I really need this and look at everything? And does it spark joy? And they may have gone, they may have overcorrected in that regard. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, what's interesting is I just, Netflix just announced a, a renewal of lots of the reality shows like love is blind, which we love. Um, Mm -hmm. but also the Marie Kondo show. And so I really wonder, how they're going to approach that right yeah if we're changing our tune a little bit i have a hot take please i know i think i know what you're gonna say really yeah okay i like kanye and kim's kitchen (laughs) it's not too it's 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 very minimalist but i think it's beautiful well i guess in the kitchen Maybe a, a a minimalist space is not as bad. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to work through this as as you're as I'm talking. But I guess the simplicity and cl- cleanliness of the kitchen maybe is that what's appealing to you? I think so. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Out of all the rooms in the home that we want to be minimalist and clean looking, I think the kitchen and the bathroom are right. are those two rooms. So. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd drop my two cents in there. No, I, li- I like your hot takes. I want, <laughs> I want to hear more of them. Was that what you thought, Rachel? Um, I didn't think it was going to be that specific. I thought you were going to say <laughs> that you kind of like the minimalist vibe because oh. I've gathered that's sort of what yours is. And I don't think your aesthetic is stark, though, or yeah, sterile, but you do tend to maybe be a little bit more on the minimalist side of the spectrum. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll, 
I'm, I, but I'm, but I'm all for like layering, mm-hmm. like pops of color. I'm into. Anyway, we've gotten a little bit off track, I, sort oh of, God. but not, not really though, because this all kind of relates to minimalism versus maximalism. Um, yeah. If you want to find this article, it's called "A Farewell to Stark Spaces: How COVID-19 Is Ushering in the End of Minimalist Design." Uh, drop any of those kind of terms into your favorite search engine, along with Realtor.com and you'll find this article. It's now time for winners and losers. Um, well, let me explain winners and losers. It's a segment where we discuss celebrity. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, had, you, were, you were on such a good track and then, that, then you, you backtracked. Well, I had to backtrack so people can, so I can explain to our, any of our new listeners what winners and losers is. Okay. Um, so we talk about celebrities in this segment. We pick one winner and one loser who made a good or a bad real estate deal. Our loser this week is a DJ. He's a music producer. Uh, it's DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ Khaled, music mogul. Uh, you know, has all the stars on his on his tracks. Every rap major star. Major key alert. Major key um, alert. Big Snapchatter. Big s- Snapchat personality. Major key. Don't fall for the trap. Stay focused. It's the ones that's closest to you that want to see you fail. So this house, uh, I believe, I mean, this house was heavily featured in his in his Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, and it was on it was on the market for it went on the market two years ago for seven point nine million. And mm-hmm. the reason that we're dubbing him a loser this week is that it is finally sold. We don't know the exact sale price, but the the mansion had been reduced down to 5.9 million. So it's been a it's right. been a 2 2 million dollar price chop and there might actually it might have not even gotten the 5.9 that he was seeking. Yeah. Um I just flipped to the photo, the listing photo um with the room with his face in it with all these <laughs> cardboard cutouts of him and his son Assad. I mean, this house is massive. Um Yeah. It's it's nearly 6,700 square feet. It's on uh, just over half an acre of land. It's um, waterfront. Waterfront, five bedrooms, seven baths. I mean, of course it's waterfront. He has to be able to access his jet skis some, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, and this is also in the the greater Miami area, just like the previous, the DJ home, same kind of thing. Right. Yeah, but unlike right. the other one, this one is kind of hideous. <laughs> so... I'm not at all surprised. Well, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty. It's like Mediterranean. It's like Mediterranean gaudy. Like it's, it's very gaudy. That's a great word to describe it. Big, big columns and. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The the bed itself. The bed is kind of. It's got kind of a purplish, almost like a Pinot Noir hue to it. Pinot Noir. Well, and it's it's for. A, purple for a king king yeah of course and and i'd say it has caesar's palace vibes to it but like just very kind of kitschy not in a good way it's very kind of tacky and overdone Um, right the only real design point of view is like big baller a little bit Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm the king and there other than that there's no real like 
design point of view. I don't know. Yeah, he well, he's moved on to a, a, a much bigger mansion in, in the Florida area, so he was selling this place. This this place, though, the one thing that I did love about this place, and I totally am in agreement with you on all the <laughs> hideous. When we say in agreement, that's that's a throwback to something <laughs> from a previous episode. Really. We know that agreement is not a word, but yes. All right, please continue, Eric. <laughs> I I do agree with you guys about the you know the overall n- not so great look of this place but i i love that it does have a walk-in sneaker closet with room for 500 pairs of shoes that is the one element that i would love about this home but other mm-hmm. than that and i guess the screening room is kind of nice I, I yeah and then the fact that it's waterfront it's pretty cool too you yeah. can see like this, this that's the miami skyline over there right the, yeah, the yeah. yeah 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 the outdoor space is not bad, and individually, some of the rooms are not bad, but all put together, it's just a very chaotic energy that I'm not here for. Well, DJ Khaled is a chaotic person. Yes. Um, yeah. So DJ Khaled, because he had to take much less than the 7.9 that he was originally seeking, we're calling him our loser of the week. All right. And then our winner for the week, uh, we're actually going to say winners. Okay. Um, for two different reasons. So two sports stars, Tom Brady and Derek Jeter. Um, Tom Brady is officially renting Derek Jeter's mansion uh, in Tampa. Jeter had this built a couple decades ago, and it's a 30,000 square foot English manor right on the water in this area called Davis Islands. There's a video. We didn't have any photos because the house... This is one of the plot twists. The house never really was on the market. Mm-hmm. So Brady actually rented it from Jeter without... This was kind of, I guess, a, probably a whisper listing. Yeah, this was probably like a, oh, I hear you're in the market type exactly. of Yeah, somebody's people called somebody's people. Yeah, exactly. it wasn't It wasn't that uh, this home was listed up for rent, you know, for just anybody. So I think if you inquired. But there is a video of it embedded in our article if you just search tom brady derek jeter realtor.com you'll find the article and you'll see the video and the video is bonkers this house is huge uh it actually turned out to be a, a great fit for brady because one of the things about this location i guess is that it's very private kind of secluded and you know mm-hmm. because derek jeter is also a very notable public figure hall of famer he didn't want something that wasn't private so that was obviously very appealing to tom brady it's fully private privacy locked private secluded we don't know how much jeter is charging him per month uh that was not disclosed but Mm -hmm. um we had you know we had done our own research and said oh well here are some homes on the market and i believe we talked about this a couple pods ago and you guys were saying oh do you think he'll pick one of the ones that we highlighted (laughs) and i said "Mm, maybe it would be nice if it did but it'll probably end up being something that's not on the market and darn it. I was right. You were so smart. You were right. You knew. Do we know how big this place is? Like how many bedrooms? So yeah, it's 30,000 square feet and it's nine bedrooms. Okay. Okay. And it has two, three car garages, two boat lifts, an entertainment room and a billiard room. Wow. Ideally, I think if there was no pandemic going on the buccaneers workouts would be beginning within the next month or so so he wanted to find a place quickly to kind of get acclimated to the tampa area and one of the agents we spoke with down there said 
he may, you know, this may be a try before you buy kind of thing. Mm. If he likes Florida because there is no state income tax, he may choose to then go ahead and buy down there. Right. Yeah, so this is like a little trial run, this this 30,000 square foot trial run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you know, just, just, like we all, just, just like we all do, you know, just a yeah. little, little, little rental property. They're like us, for sure. Uh, yeah, stars, just like us. Um. So anyway, so we're calling Tom Brady a winner because he found a place in Tampa, and we're calling Derek Jeter a winner because he found a renter for his massive home there. Right, and maybe Tom will take a cue from... Derek and try and find a renter for his massive home in Massachusetts. Oh my god! Yeah, he hasn't been able to sell. Yeah, which has been on the market now, going on eight or nine months. It's a domino. Right, maybe another, maybe another football baller. Player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You'd, you'd have to be a pretty big baller to rent Tom's. Just a domino effect of renters. Yes, domino, the butterfly effect, Ashton Kutcher style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I apologize if you can hear the sirens. I think if you can hear that, I live next to a hospital, so um, I apologize. Okay, anything else? No, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if you want me to put a button on it. But yeah, Tom Brady, winner of the week. Derek Jeter, also a big winner. And that is it for our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Um, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, If you have some extra time, please give us a rating and a review. It helps other people find us. Um, If you want to read any of the stories that we discussed today, you can type in realtor.com and the topic, and it should come up for you. If you want to follow along with our coverage of all things coronavirus and how it's affecting the housing market, how it's affecting all of our lives here at home, uh, please go check out our landing page. It's realtor.com slash COVID-19. And then finally, uh, we would love if you connected with us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We are at House Party Pod on both. And we would love to hear from you wherever you do your social media. All right. Thank you again. Uh, please stay safe. Please stay inside. And we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Nice, Eric.